social determinants of health into professional teams, improving healthcare delivery to patients and families. These are the themes of our Urban Service Talks, a podcast featuring the stories of students from a variety of healthcare professions, learning together to serve patients in our underserved community. We are a group of curious Urban Service Track AX scholars. Sharing insight to educate and spark change wherever our stories are told. Welcome back listeners to Urban Service Talks. In today's episode, we will be discussing and learning more about the Urban Ecology and Wellness Center, a project specifically aiming to help the community of North Hartford with plans to improve biodiversity, water management, forestry, agriculture, and wellness. Using nature as a healing tool, this is a collaborative space for residents to improve their mind and body. From wildlife education, to group medical visits, to yoga classes, the Urban Ecology Wellness Center aims to be a health and wellness services headquarters for the residents of North Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome back listeners to Urban Service Talks. In today's episode, we will be discussing and learning more about the Urban Ecology and Wellness Center. It aims to deliver physical, mental, and environmental health to the North Hartford community. Hi everyone, my name is Tyler James, pronouns she, her, hers, and I'm a first year student in the School of Dental Medicine at UConn in Farmington, Connecticut. And I'm a member of UST AHEC cohort 14. I'm super excited for today's episode and to be hosting it with my colleague, Nisi. Hi, my name is Nisi Brooks, she, her, hers, and I'm a rising senior in the School of Nursing at the University of Connecticut in Thorpe, Connecticut. And I'm also part of UST AHEC Scholars Program Cohort 14. Um, So just to start off, we want to thank you both for joining us today to engage in a conversation about the Urban Ecology and Wellness Center. Um, Why don't we start off with how we can refer to you both and a little personal background. So starting with you, Dr. Gold. Uh, Yeah, hi. Um, I'm Bruce Gold. I am a general internist uh, and I serve as the Associate Dean for Primary Care at the University of Connecticut uh, School of Medicine and Director of the Connecticut Area Health Education Center Program, AHEC. Um, UST is part of uh, the AHEC uh, program lineup. Um, I also serve as the uh, director, medical director for the health department in Hartford and the chief medical officer for the Community Health Center Association of Connecticut. And you, um, Herb? Uh, yes, my name's Herb Virgo. Um, you can refer to me as Herb. Uh, I am the founder and the executive director of the Keeney Park Sustainability Project, um, as well as the founder of the Urban Ecology and Wellness Center at Keeney Park. Great. Thank you guys both for joining us today. Um, so why don't we start off with you guys telling us about your initiative and share what inspired you to create the Urban Ecology and Wellness Center. Um, Herb, why don't you start off? Sure. Um, So the inspiration actually came from a trip to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I visited uh, the Urban Ecology Centers in in Milwaukee um, and was just fascinated um, at these these spaces, these community um, urban ecology classrooms that were um, usually associated with a green space or a park, but also closely tied to a a neighboring community 
and or a neighboring university. Um, and then the way they brought all of these folks together in this space um, to, to educate people about urban ecology, I just thought was fascinating. Um, and we were already here doing the sustainability project. So the thought was, is like, how can we bring this back to Hartford? Um, and the fact that the North End um, has all types of other issues related to health and health disparities, um, we're like, why not add wellness to it? Like, wouldn't it be really cool to see an urban ecology wellness center um, in Hartford? And if we're gonna do it in Hartford, why not do it in this wonderful green space that we're already working in? So that was kind of the thought um, behind it. Um, the other thought was, you know, Kenny Park Sustainability Project was created to be a temporary program or project. Um, we wanted to identify an issue or a need, um, create some solutions, and then kind of dissolve or, or kind of, you know, uh, back away. Um, and we saw this opportunity of creating this urban ecology wellness center as a way to do that, a way to create a new program or a, a new initiative that could help the park become more self-sustainable, which was the original goal of the sustainability project when we created it. Yeah, and um, you know, this is Herb's baby. And I got involved uh, through a, uh, a colleague out at stores who, who brought Herb and I together. You know, we met at the Keeney Park Sustainability Project and sort of the northern little tip of Keeney Park. Uh, probably what, about three years ago, I think, Herb? Three or four, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it just clicked. You know, I spent uh, 30 years or so uh, directing the uh, Bergdorf Health Center, you know, a primary care clinic uh, serving the north end of Hartford. And to be honest, uh, it can be very frustrating in some ways as a physician. You know, we were, you know, ahead of our time in looking at uh, social determinants of health and those types of things. But, you know, in reality, when you're a physician and a patient comes in and they have uh, diabetes or hypertension or stress or depression or whatever it might be, you know, you can identify the social determinants of health. But a lot of what we end up doing is putting Band-Aids on festering wounds. So if you don't have food, we either give you a bag of groceries or we give you the address of a food pantry. We don't tend to look at the root causes of why someone doesn't have food. And it has to do with jobs and economics and racism and, and no big box stores in that neighborhood, et cetera. And so, you know, literally when I uh, met Herb for the first time, a lot of those things that I didn't quite know I wanted to do all coalesced into working with Herb on this center that really is going to look at how to use what we have, the resources, Keeney Park and ecology and nature and all of those things, yoga, et cetera. But to join that at the hip with, with wellness type things and also with looking at how do we help folks living in poverty, living with all of these challenges in their lives, how do we help them make use of what is around them, but also give them the wherewithal to start addressing their own issues? And then how do we frankly use you guys, students, as, as really the engine, the resource, the free resource um, for trying to make some of that happen on an ongoing basis? And the fact that Kenny Park kisses the North End, but has really not been utilized, I think, Herb, over the many years by folks living in that community, perhaps a little bit by design. 
And uh, I think Herb's vision is really to make all of the resources in the park and nature, et cetera, which we know from the medical literature is, is helpful in, in helping people address the traumas that we all experience, but especially we experience if we're black or brown or living in poverty, et cetera, to help them deal with that in sort of a trauma-informed way, um, but also adding to it access to care and looking at how to educate families and individuals on how to frankly heal themselves. I was just gonna say, say it's also important to mention that you know the uh, part of that strategy too is the you know pulling together the partnering agencies, right? So there's a number of agencies that are already doing terrific work in the community. Um, they are serving you know numbers of folks and in, in improving health outcomes. Um, so the role that the Urban Ecology Wellness Center wants to play is to start bringing these guys together, these different organizations, these different entities, and giving them a space to work together. Um, and then on top of that, you know, they're being brought into nature, and we all know the benefits of nature immersion, right? So there's there's levels to to this approach, right? Um, so yeah, the partnering piece I think is 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 key. Already a ton of existing programs. How do we get them in the same space? How do we get them working together to, to improve health outcomes for the community? And Herb right. and I actually have spent a, a fair amount of time talking about how to bring those organizations together. Because you know, even though we're all trying to do good stuff and supposedly are working for the benefit of the people we serve, there is a competition because the, the resources, the dollars, are, are so the, the pie is so small that often, you know, the larger system pits one community-based organization against another. And so it can be very challenging. And that's actually, I think, one of the huge strengths of what Herb is trying to do is that, that he is part of the community. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we can create this bubbling up from within the North End. And then, you know, another thing, and Herb, you can comment on this, is that, you know, at least what Herb has told me, is that, you know, this is not just something we're looking at to just serve the North End, but to look at how it can be a model, A, serve all of Hartford potentially, but then other parts of the state or, or serve as a, as a model for other parts of the country as well, if we can successfully do this, so. No, I was just going to say with Hartford having, you know, over 2,000 acres of, of urban forest, um, it would be it would be easy to take this model and to also, you know, kind of pilot it in other areas in the city to, to spread the impact of uh, of the wellness center. Um, and just to, you know, to Dr. Gould's earlier point, you know, the trauma doesn't end with the individual. I mean, there's family trauma and then there's also organizational trauma. There's a lot of organizations out here that are struggling to survive based on traumas that they've experienced um, in the past, you know, due to what Dr. Dr. Gould has just previously explained. So we're trying to heal a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really a cycle. And I see that you guys are really trying to kind of break that cycle. And I had a chance to like look over the, the presentation for the center that you guys had, um, you know, come up with. And in it, you decide, um, you described the vicious cycle of um, like adverse childhood experiences and toxic stress. So maybe starting with Dr. Gould, can you 
speak a little bit more to this phenomenon and how it's related to the social determinants of health and how you, like you and your project and, you know, you and Herb, how you guys aim to break this cycle? You know, first of all, you know, it is, you know, clearly I am fully engaged, but it, it is Herb's vision that, that is really pushing this whole thing forward. Serving underserved populations, you know, as I said a few moments ago, uh, the way most of us are trained, and certainly the way I was trained a billion years ago, you know, because I'm a, you know, came out of the, I think the Jurassic period, um, you know, was that you treated the patient sitting in front of you. And, and you just basically said, here, you know, here's a prescription, here's, you know, something I'm telling you to do. And if, if, if you don't do it, it's on you. You know, I, I as a clinician, you know, I, I did my best, too bad. What has evolved over certainly my career is that's no longer acceptable. You know, we really have to look at that individual sitting in front of us in the context of their family, in the context of the community in which they live, their neighborhood, et cetera. And then even beyond that, in the larger context of the state, the, the country, et cetera, and all of those different influences that affect that individual. I think, you know, I'm a quality improvement guy. I, I many years ago wrote the quality improvement curriculum, you know, CQI, TQM, uh, you know, total quality management, whatever you want to call it. How do we improve outcomes of care, outcomes of medicine processes in healthcare delivery to get better outcomes. And part of that is, you know, looking at an issue and then trying to go back to the cause causative factors, the, the what we call root causes. And I think that's where um, I think in medicine, a lot of times, even those of us that have been banging our head against trying to, you know, create social justice and access to care and um, health equity uh, that we, tend to treat the symptom, which is the social determinant of health. You know, that, that's sort of a little further down the line than the root cause. And I think, you know, what, what this center is trying to do is to give people resources within themselves, within their family, within their community uh, to address some of those issues. ACEs, you know, adverse childhood experiences, you know, we know now that, that those, you know, that the outcome you know, the greatest predictor of life expectancy is, is not necessarily, you know, any of the things we might think of, but it's actually the zip code in which you're born. And that being the case, we know that hopefully by creating a different environment in which that child grows up, you know, starting when somebody is 30 years old and has hypertension and diabetes and all these things, as a physician, I'm an internist. You know, that's great. I'm really comfortable with that stuff. I know what meds to give, et cetera. A lot tougher to start looking at, you know, how and where and what were the issues and challenges of um, where that person and the environment in which an individual grows up and trying to start addressing them. And certainly something that Herb and I have been talking about a lot with some folks outside of uh, Connecticut, uh, up at Northeastern University, et cetera, is how do we not only address the reality we're seeing now, but how can we potentially change the reality in the North End to start, but in other parts of the city and perhaps beyond by taking this other approach, which is looking at the root causes of a lot of, of the issues that we're seeing and the things that are causing poor outcomes. 
And I think the healing center can be sort of the focal point to bring a lot of those pieces together. Uh, the wellness center. We actually initially, you know, a couple of years ago, we're calling it the healing center. Um, but that can be really the sort of focal point that brings all of these different disparate groups together around focusing on those root causes and trying to change those as well as in real time addressing all of those stresses and anxieties and traumas that people bring to the table now because you know we can't change the past we can't change the aces and other things that people grew up with but what we can do is deal with the outcomes of that now while looking at the root causes and perhaps how to change the environment and prevent the next generation from having those same issues. It really kind of underscores like what UST itself like teaches its students and it kind of it's you know we're learning to be the kind of clinicians who think about these things and I mean you know did you have anything to add Herb? I know that you you know you're not a clinician but um, this is your baby. <laughs> this is what you're working on for the community. So again like how do you see, you know, these adverse childhood experiences and toxic stress being related to the social determinants of health? And, and how are you trying to break this cycle again with the center? It's a big, well, uh, big ask. <laughs> well, just to pull it back to the, to the environmental side of it, I mean, just simply from my perspective, growing up in the north end of Hartford, you know, two blocks away from Kennedy Park, um, listening to the stories of my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents and their experiences with the park growing up, hearing about the previous um, communities who lived in and around Keeney Park, um, it it's becomes obvious that the more families, young people, um, groups of people that spend more time in this green space have grown up to be healthier, more pro productive adults, right? So before the African-American community moved into the North End, the community was predominantly Jewish, right? And they did everything in the park. Their synagogues surround the park. I mean, all of their activities were in the park. And then slowly they transitioned out of the North End and, and African-Americans moved from the Bellevue Square area up into the North End of Hartford. Um, initially, they were spending a lot more time in the park. Um, the riots happened, different things happened. People started spending less, less time in the park. And you start to see this fabric, this community fabric starts to fall apart, right? So from that perspective, that's how I see this healing center being an instrument into drawing people back into this green space to start to repair that fabric. Um, and as a result, it leads to everything that Dr. Gould just described, um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And just listening to both of you talk, you're taking on a really challenging um, issue here, but it's, I really think that you really thought about it very deeply. There's so many different ways that this one center can attack this multifaceted issue in different ways, like with sustainability, through the environment, um, mental health, physical health. So personally, I'm really excited to see how the park develops in the future and um, actually see the residents benefit from it. Um, but through the planning process, you know, you guys have plans to improve biodiversity, water management, forestry, agriculture, and wellness. Um, you know, we discussed that North Hartford residents are primarily low income. And, um, North Hartford residents are primarily low income individuals. So 
what was and currently is your approach to include the community in working with them instead of for them? So have you been, is there a way to ask for feedback and how do you plan on continually getting community input so that this space will always be for the residents of North Hartford? Um, Herb, why don't you start? That's a very good question. And that was the purpose of our pilot season. So this, this last season, we began April 1st um, with just a number of different activities, just kind of testing the waters, um, doing different biodiversity camps and you know water testing and different urban ecology activities. In addition to these wellness pop-ups that we've been doing um, in Keeney Park for the last few weeks. And this process was just to gather feedback. Um, there were surveys that were completed um, to, to get information from the community about what they wanna see in their park. Um, a few years back, we had a student um, a UConn medical student actually working on her thesis who went to different community health centers in, in the city and asked questions about wellness and how much people knew about wellness and um, if there were different wellness activities that they would like to see in their community. So community input has been a part of the process from the beginning. And I think once you know, we complete this pilot season, we'll be able to sit down, compile that information, and that will be kind of what drives us forward um, once we can get a, you know, get a complete picture of what the community wants and, and what they need. Great, thank you. And um, kind of going off that, Dr. Gould or, or Herb, if you have anything else to add, are there any other volunteer or employment opportunities? I know we talked about feedback, but maybe that's something that can be connected where you're not only looking for feedback, but you're looking to include them into um, maintaining the park and maintaining the vision beyond you know just the initial startup of it all yeah so I mean, currently no employment opportunities but definitely tons of volunteer opportunities um and if anyone is interested they can email us at info at urbanecologywellness.org um and we'd be able to match them with a, a volunteer opportunity um running these pop-ups the last couple of weeks uh uh, Dr. Gould and I both realized that we could use <laughs> some some additional volunteers to, to to make these things run a little bit smoother. You know, and, and I think we are, you know, in a very real way, need the input from the community to let us know the stuff that we didn't think of. You know, it's always tough to know what you don't know. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's one piece of that. I, I think from the, the standpoint of... Um, of volunteers, there's plenty of opportunities. You know, certainly, uh, you know, through AHEC, we have a youth health service corps, collegiate health service corps, we have urban service track. You know, we've been actually, put, we put out the word and we had probably 20 plus students from the schools of medicine, nursing, pharmacy, dental medicine came out to these pop-up events. And we were doing everything from blood pressures and blood sugars um, to tooth varnishing and toddlers. Um, I've been talking to the, uh, uh, school of Pharmacy about potentially doing med reconciliation. So offering to the community that they could throw everything in their medicine cabinet into a shopping bag and bring it down and just dump it out on a table. And the student would go through it with them, throw out the stuff they should that no human being should take, throw out the stuff that based on their medical conditions and prescription drugs, they shouldn't take it, you know, get rid of the stuff that's bad, you know, that's spoiled or whatever, and then prepare for that individual patient 
what is the best way to take your meds if you're on five or 10 drugs, um, you know, medications, you know, how many, what do you take in the morning? What do you take in the afternoon? What do you take in the evening? What medications are ones that you could take three meds and they come in one pill? And the thought is that we would also give the patient, the individual, um, some questions to go back to their clinician with, whether it's a physician, nurse practitioner, PA, whoever their regular source of care is, you know, in a respectful way, you know, we're not looking to get between the clinician and their patient, but to, to educate the patient so that they can ask intelligent questions about, you know, maybe this drug I'm taking is really treating a side effect from a different drug that maybe I shouldn't be taking in the first place. Um, you know, we should, as physicians, you know, the medical system, be doing real med reconciliation with every patient that walks in the door. Reality, reality is that you guys have seen, I'm sure in your practices, that we ask about what they're on and we compare it to what we think they're on, but we don't necessarily really go through those meds and see if the patient understands what they do, you know, how they're supposed to treat them. Sometimes we do, usually when there's a problem what we should be doing and what we're hoping, you know, as one of the things, and the pharmacy school is in fact interested, is to be able to offer that as part of a steady offering where folks in the neighborhood will know that if, you know, God, I'm on all these things, you know, it's making my head spin. You know, let me take all my stuff down to the, the wellness center and somebody's gonna actually pick through it with me and teach me about what I'm on and why I'm on it and how best to make myself healthy. And I think that's an example of, you know, one of the things we're looking at. There are probably a thousand other things. We've also asked the schools, what might they want to offer? And then we're gonna not necessarily do all that stuff, but we're then gonna try and bounce it off the community and see where, where the synergy is, you know, where what we can offer matches what folks want or need. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, like just hearing you guys speak about this, I see that this center has so much potential, especially for, you know, community growth, all of this work that you're doing with the community, all of these um, activities and all of all of these resources that you're trying to provide. But are, with so much of that community growth, are there plans in place to prevent like the possibility of this new center's ability to gentrify the neighborhood and maybe drive out the residents that you're aiming to help. And just for our listeners, gentrification is the process in which a historically underfunded community undergoes economic and demographic changes because of, or in order to encourage the arrival of a middle and rich class of citizens. Again, not, you know, uh, accusing anybody of trying to gentrify Hartford, just, you know, thinking about maybe the possibility. So uh, is that something that you guys have thought about? Um, starting with you, maybe Dr. Gould. Um, <laughs> I, I think gentrification is always a real issue that as you start to improve conditions and address root causes, that it becomes much more attractive to folks, especially because often an underserved neighborhood initially is cheap. You know, it's much more um, affordable. And so folks will, will start to move in. I think, you know, what you need to do, and that I think, Herb, you know, you can jump in as well, is that when we talk about a plan, a recovery plan, the idea is to try and 
a you know there you know we talk about um social determinants of health you know the the literature is starting to talk about vital conditions you know thrive factors and in other words not just talk about what's what's missing or what's bad deficit but what do we need in a community to allow people living there and their children to thrive to do well vital conditions um i think the key is to have a plan where you have identified what those things are that need to be augmented in that community and to do it in such a way that you can stabilize that neighborhood make people want to stay you know part of the problem is and herb you know correct me if i'm wrong but i had this conversation with the mayor you know he was actually calling me i think for fundraising for his campaign and nothing's ever free so i just said listen i got some questions for you and part of it was you know from the health uh, department standpoint we see a big turnover every year in hartford i don't know i've heard 25% or more of the population leaves and others come in um and what happens is the neighborhoods never rise uh the the conditions are never changed but it is just a place where new people that either have sustained challenges they've lost their job they're they're poorer than they were can't afford to live in bloomfield or windsor or other places move to the north end and then when they hit about 35,000 bucks a year um which is you know again what i had been told they move out and i sort of said god you know what what's that about and and you know the mayor basically said bruce at at $40,000 a year hud subsidies housing subsidies stop so once you earn a certain amount of money a year you can't afford to live where you're living anymore and so you move some place else the other piece is to improve the school system and transportation and all of the infrastructure so that people will say i am part of this community my children are doing well in the school system i don't want to leave um the other piece is also to work with the city and other powers that be in the state and the federal government to assure that the housing prices don't shoot up and that you can in fact make it possible that as the life in that part of the city or whatever locality you're talking about improves that the people that were living there the community stabilizes so there's less influx you know in and out and people start to own that community and that's when things really start cooking um and and you can really have a change and i think you know that's what we've been talking about it's very hard to do i do not have those skills i have the skill you know primarily putting the band-aids i'm really good at that social determinants of health and you know starting to look now at 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 those root causes but there are others you know first of all herb um but also this guy that we're we're working with uh, in Massachusetts that does have those skills and understands uh disaster response recovery uh recovery plans and all those types of things and we may fail you know but i'll tell you it's you know if we don't try then we absolutely will fail and and we're in the middle of a pandemic and i've said this to a lot of students you never want to waste a good pandemic you know because right now if you look around you know don't quote me on that but there because of what we've been through for the last year and a half people are more aware 
of essential workers and the effects of the virus on people living in poverty. And, and there is just, you know, a, a little bit of a renaissance that will not last. You know, the minute we are through this pandemic, everyone will go back to their set point, which is frankly to say, ah, and I've heard this a thousand times when I tried to propose root cause analysis and doing something, Bruce, you know, we can't really change that stuff, but you can. And that's the key is not to give up. And it's not our job to give up. So mm -hmm. thank you. Um, Herb, Herb do, do you have, yeah, do you have any response? Sure. So, excellent question. I mean, that that is a subject that we are always talking about in the North End of Hartford, um, watching what's happening around the city and watching what's happening in neighboring um, cities and states. One thing that I think is, is key for the healing center specifically um, is the fact that it'll have a community advisory committee, right? So there'll be an active voice of the community helping drive. And, and it's an advisory committee, but it will be structured so that their voice, you know, matters, right? So keeping that anchored in the community, I think is important. Um, <clears throat> but yes, we are hoping for some development in and around the park as a result of what we're creating. And the thing that I'm kind of focusing on is the timing. Um, because there is a lot of absentee landlords uh, in in the city, um, simultaneously, there are a lot of people in Hartford that do own their homes, that own their three family rental homes and their one family units. And I'd like to start this process sooner than later before all those property owners are from outside our community. So I, I feel like right now we're poised to, to do this in a way that will not lead to gentrification, but that will lead to our community having a stronger um, base um, in the economic development that's gonna happen in the North End of Harvard with or without us. Um, it's gonna happen eventually. Um, but if we can be active and take a part of this growth right now, we can help drive it as opposed to being the victims of it. You know, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, another key point are folks like myself from universities have to be in the choir, not directing the choir. We have to actually listen to the community. And that's where, you know, Herb and I have, um, you know, actually, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for her, but I feel we've become friends over the last few years around this, this sort of commonality of effort. But, you know, I think it's really important you know, that the other agencies and government take the lead from the community and that they are the ones that that actually tell us what the needs are. And then we provide resources as well as expertise, you know, mm -hmm. so that clearly UConn, you know, has what, 30,000 plus students and lots of faculty and the stores campus, oh my God, and the Hartford campus and, and the health center out in Farmington. You know, what, you know, what we're doing and what you know, I, I do is I listen to Herb and we put our heads together and, and actually it's fun. So we, we sort of brainstorm. And then I go start looking for folks mm -hmm. that are of good heart, that are willing to pay it forward. You know, a, a big thing in universities is you wanna get promoted and you gotta have a grant. And if you always wait for something that is in your best interest or that will pay you, then that's why very little gets done. Um, but there are, you know, it's a bell-shaped curve. And because we have so many faculty, I have ha found uh, colleagues that are starting to help Herb and the center. Uh, 
and trying to add their expertise uh, to, to what's going on and hopefully will continue to go on. My hope is this is going to become, and Herb can talk to this, a permanent place um, and a permanent collaboration with UConn, but not just UConn writ large, but with the students. And again, mm -hmm. Urban Service Check, I've talked to the residency programs about residents being involved, but on a regular basis where uh, folks at UConn are going to the communities we're serving, um, as opposed to sort of waiting for people to come to us when they're really sick, um, mm -hmm. being preemptive and, and, and rolling up our sleeves. Yeah, that's like, I really, you kind of answered my second question, Dr. Gold, but I just wanted to address your response to our previous question. Um, I think it's obviously a delicate topic and um, it seems like you guys are headed in the right direction, you know, thinking about ways to make sure that this project is always for the, the residents of North Hartford um, and it will continue to be. But I understand that you want it, you want it to be a place that they enjoy without having to move without them having to move to a different area because of, you know, money or it's, it's a whole difficult uh, problem that we have, but it seems like you guys have thought about ways to make sure that your mission and the vision for the center, you know, stays always for the people in the community. And um, Dr. Gold already talked about how you and Herb has, have worked together on this project, you know, here at UST and Connecticut AHEC, we learn the value of interprofessional collaboration, you know, that's integrated into our curriculum when we carry out our work. So I'm gonna ask her of our final question. Um, what are some of the different groups or professions that you've been working with aside from Dr. Gould, um, obviously, and how do you think that these partnerships that you have formed um, will be beneficial to the longevity of the Urban Ecology and Wellness Center? So, I mean, there's been so many, but if I, if I focus on just the ones that we've kind of woke, worked with during this um, pilot season, I'd say the City of Hartford Department of Health and Human Services was a very, uh, a very key partnership to, to work on. Um, we have coexisted in the city for, we've been around, what, four years, going on five years now, and never worked so closely with them as we have over the last month. I mean, that was, that was crucial. Um, and that's on the wellness side. And on the, you know, urban ecology side, we're developing a stronger relationship with DEEP, um, Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, also the City of Hartford Department of Public Works, the City of Hartford Department of Forestry, um, building all types of partners to create new projects or new programs associated with the park and the, and the wellness center. And then um, just to highlight one new partner, um, there's a group called uh, Black Girls Achieve um, that reached out to us and they were like, hey, how's this healing center thing work? Um, so we have an activity that we've created for them on the 6th where they're going on a forest bathing hike or forest healing hike, it's called forest bathing, but it's really a healing nature walk um, in the morning. And then they're coming back, they're doing um, nutrition and education activities, and then they're gonna harvest their own uh, fruits and vegetables, and then they're gonna prepare their own lunch. Um, those are the groups that we are trying to draw into um, the work that we're doing here at the Healing Center. So those are just a few partners, um, but partnering with the deep and partnering with the city um, will lead to the, the long-term sustainability of this project. Um, because at the end of the day, like 
we don't really want to, I mean, we'll stand alone as our own entity, but there's nothing to say that this project couldn't be a city project, right? Like it couldn't be something that is actually owned by the city itself uh, down the road and a part of their regular ongoing program. So those are some, some of the key partnerships that I think we've developed so far. Great, thank you. Um, and that was our final question. I'd just like to thank you, Herb and Dr. Gould for joining us on the show today. Um, you guys have such an amazing initiative and I'm really excited to see how this will positively impact the North Hartford community. And hopefully I could, you know, as a dental student, find a way to be involved. Um, and it's really, really inspiring to see individuals identify a need and this need is massive. Um, but you guys have addressed it with a collaborative and creative mindset. You've thought about different ways to make, um, you know, this better. So again, thank you both for have, uh, joining us today. It, it, it's her, Herb's baby. So stop saying that. <laughs> Herb, I can't say it Since I am oh. from the community, how about we say it's the community's baby? It's the community's like, baby. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually, good way to end. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also so excited to watch this center grow. I live on the border of like Hamden, New Haven. So I feel like a kindred spirit with Hartford, honestly. So I'm pretty excited to see this kind of get off the ground. So, you know, thank you again for coming on to talk to us and our listeners. Um, as always, we like to end our episodes with a question for our listeners to meditate on. So what are some ways, whether big or small, that you can create a similar space for your own community. Uh, we love to connect with you all. So let us know what you think on our Instagram at Urban Service Talks, our Twitter at Talks Service, or by email at ust.pod at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your day and be safe. This podcast is sponsored by Connecticut AHEC and UConn Health. Let's keep this talk going. Join us on Twitter at Talks Service, Instagram at Urban Service Talks, or by email at ust.pod at gmail.com.